BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And on today's special business spotlight episode, I get to introduce you to yet another amazing working woman. Tonight's episode features the owner of LegallyChic360.com, the legal diva herself, Tony Moore, is in the studio. Tony is a business lawyer who helps women understand the legal side of business so that they're not robbed of what's rightfully theirs. Welcome to Girl Stop Playing, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for real. Yay. Okay, so let's get, let's get into this conversation. I think it's such a necessary topic because so often we are overwhelmed with the conversations around entrepreneurship, starting business, uh, starting a business, but we don't ever have the other side of the conversation or not enough of the other side of the conversation, which is how to set up businesses properly, how to make sure your business is protected. Um, and as you said, how to retain ownership and understand the legal side of you know what rightfully is yours that you are putting that blood sweat and tears into building um so before we get into the protection of business i want to kind of talk about some other like legal stuff that i feel like is super important for my audience which is full of uh millennial black women the majority of whom are either already mothers they're preparing to become mothers and a lot of these conversations the legal side of things i think are super important when you become a wife or a mother i think these are some of the conversations that you got to have but um for starters i want to just talk about the the type of law that you do mostly or that you specialize in so let's mm -hmm. start uh thank you uh so the Title law that I do mostly is business uh, setup and succession planning with regards to uh, asset protection, trust, and estate work. That's uh, that's about 50%. I want to say 48%. The other 52% is trademarks because that's where they most of the people come in because they hear it from their coaches, they hear it from their friends, they hear it from online. They're like, I need a trademark. I'm like, okay, so that's what we do first. 
And then when we do their brand protection review, I'm like, oh, but do you have an agreement? Oh, do you have a succession plan? Oh, what about your child? You know, and they're like, oh, I never thought of that. And it's like all the other legal stuff that, you know, I get them to also talk about and think about as well. So important. It's so key to have people like you, you know, like this little team of people that supports you as an entrepreneur or supports you, you know, supports your business because most of us, we are inspired to become entrepreneurs through social media or through somebody we know. Like we saw somebody hustling, we saw somebody starting a business and we're like, okay, I'll do that too. But again, we're only seeing one part of it. We're not talking about how to properly set your business up. We're not talking about like financial literacy, basic bookkeeping, like this tax law, the things that are so important, they really, really matter. But all we talk about is how do I make money? We don't talk about how to protect that money. We don't talk about how to manage that money. We don't talk about how to maintain that money, how to grow your money. It's just like make as much money as you can. And that's going to solve all your problems. And as an entrepreneur who was like, okay, I'm just going to make as much money as I can. And then I won't have to worry about anything else. I have definitely had to learn the hard way that there's so many of these little intricate things that you don't know that you don't know until you realize you don't know. And mm -hmm. so you don't want to wait until you have to know or wait until, you know, you are challenged to know the ins and outs of what it's going to take to properly set up and to legally protect your business. And so for everybody listening or watching this conversation, go ahead and get your notebook out. Like we are going to really be sharing um, hopefully some gems that will help you to be able to protect your business. And then y'all are going to have to hit up Tony on your own afterwards if you need her to you know, step in um, and, and set some things up on your behalf. And so as I was preparing for this conversation, I of course was interested in talking about estate planning because I am an advocate for the black family, okay? I'm an advocate for black business, but in my opinion, if there's not a black family benefiting from that black business, then like, what are we out here doing? So I really wanna talk about estate planning, but before we get into estate planning, because you just mentioned it and I was confused by it, Let's just get this out of the way. What is succession planning? So succession planning for a business, I want you to think of it like that. When you're making all the money, then how long do you want to work? You know, because, you know, I was in your soft season summit. So after a while, we want to have a soft season. And do you and are you going to sell the business? Are you going to outsource it so someone else can run the business? Are you going to turn around and have your child be part of the business? Right. Um, or are you going to pretty much say, you know what, I'm going to make this be a generational wealth asset. And now I'm going to assign my interest of my LLC, limited liability company or company over to my family trust. And now as the trustees or the board of trustees, you know, they're now going to run the business on behalf of the family, kind of like the Rockefeller Trust. So gotcha. that's succession planning is what's going to happen with this business when you are like, I'm done. I'm not trying to do this every day. And again, we get into the business thinking about how we're going to make all the money, but we don't have the conversation around, okay, what are we going to do with the money that's still here when we're no longer here? Or how are we setting our business up in such a way that it can still be here 
when we're when we're not here more um you know more of the conversation that we're just not having or if we're having it we're not necessarily having it with people who know what they're talking about so we're saying what we heard or what we saw on tiktok but we're not really talking to you know the people who are experts in this space so i do want to go ahead and jump into trust because it's like you were reading my my notes here i definitely want to talk about trust um it's something that i've personally looked into but i'm gonna be honest and say i don't a thousand percent understand it so explain what it trust is who needs one and how it works so i look at a trust not the legal part but as a big huge big bag so think of a big bag that you carry or you know so think of a big bag that you carry and what's in this big bag it's like this is my bag and now i'm putting my my limited liability company in it i'm putting my real estate in it i'm putting my mutual funds in it my stocks my the bag can include your trademarks it can include your copyrights it's all of the things that makes you money so that that bag is all about the assets that's essentially what a trust is it's an agreement that you set up and say you know what i am going to do something i settled in my mind as the settler that i don't want to just waste all my money i want to save some for later and i want legacy money for my children and my children's children I even want to assign some of my interest of my LLC over to the trust so it can fund it. Oh, and I probably want to leverage other people's money, such as business credit, or you want to leverage um, universal life insurance because you'll probably get a high policy, but at least that principal payment is going to allow you to save some for later and then also put some into a reserve that you can borrow from. So when you're understanding, appreciate, now this is a trust. Think of it like I'm entrusting. So instead of you now by yourself or your husband, you're entrusting it into this big bag. It's an agreement, a trust agreement. And now you funded it with all of the assets. And now you say, now who's going to get from this bag? Obviously, you are going to name yourself as a beneficiary. Obviously, you're married, so you're going to name your, your spouse. And then you have two babies. And who knows? You might have two girls eventually, you know? So it's like I want to put my beneficiaries on there. But you also, you know, are thinking probably about some of your previous students and you probably were inspired by their story and you maybe set up a nonprofit. So you want to benefit the nonprofit with some of this assets in this bag as well. So it's a trust because it's entrusting the funds of money and assets over to someone else, usually yourself in the beginning, perhaps maybe your husband. And then there's also who else is going to be a successor when you stop working or you become mentally incapacitated or you're like, I'm done. My soft season is out in Dubai. I'm not coming back. So you outsource this decision-making discretion to someone else, but they have the duty and responsibility to run your business, to run your um, real estate, to run you your paper with regards to how you're leveraging your trust and your trademarks and your rental properties and maybe your holding companies or licensing agreement or if you're getting into script writing, you know, how you're leveraging all of that. You got someone else because you entrusted all of your assets over to this big bag, your trust fund, and now you may have an advisory board who's making decisions. So that's the long end of the short end of with regards to it. When you think of it like, oh, I'm entrusting my fund, so I set it up, I fund it with assets and trademarks and collateral, and then now I'm going to make decisions on behalf of my legacy. You're making legacy decisions, not just about getting all the coins, but how do I turn this LLC into long-lasting currency? And then how do now my children get from it and my children's children? Sometimes they get it for 
health care maintenance. Maybe they get it for their first car. Maybe they get it for uh, education, you know? So you set some parameters in place on how anybody can dig into the bag. So you can fill the bag, you can inherit from the bag, you can get uh, insurance and, and your trust can now be a beneficiary. So you keep filling the bag kind of like the Rockefeller Trust, but how do, who takes from it and how do they take from it and who makes the decisions from it? That's the best way I could think of, like with regards to entrusting funds on, the, on, the, on behalf of your family. So do you watch Power? Um, so I don't tell me because I missed like the first, the second season. The first season, yes, but I didn't get a chance. So you don't yes. even know how it ended? Don't tell me. I was about to say, okay, we're not even going to go there. Okay. Um, okay. Scratch well, you, can, you can tell me. You can tell me because I'm still no, watching it. Are you going to go watch it? Are you going to go watch it? I'm still watching okay, it. Either way, there, someone has a trust fund on this okay. show, right? And for y'all who have seen it, y'all already know, okay? I'm trying to make it make sense in my head what you just said. Mm -hmm. Because part of it, obviously, it makes sense. The, the the quote, you know, the idea of a trust fund, baby, right? You have this trust that is paying your bills or giving you X number of dollars per year or whatever. I get that concept. Someone on the show has a trust, um, you know, had access to a trust, but they had to, you know, finish school and do this and do that and do that before uh -huh. they're able to access it. What happens in the event? that you don't meet those qualifications? Well, if you don't meet the qualifications, then there's probably another beneficiary who's gonna take. Or sometimes, um, especially if it's set up for children, or if, or it will go to a nonprofit, or it will go to someone else. So you gotta finish your four years so you can get access, you know, and then you get access to the trust that's gonna give you the bag full of cash, you know? So if you don't meet the qualification, it really depends on how you write the trust. Because you can write the trust to be like, well, if you don't meet the qualifications, but if you become a real estate mogul and get like $500,000 in real estate, then you'll meet the qualifications. So, you know, most of my parents who are now, you know, stepping into the trust, you know, they're like, well, if my child doesn't go to college or, or not be a teacher, that doesn't mean that they're a failure if they do real estate or if they do a business and they run that coin and they're responsible, then I'm going to still allow them to get money from the trust to invest in more property. Yeah. Who knows what college is even going to be, you know, 10, 20 years down the line. So I'm just thinking like, I never thought like what happens if, if this doesn't happen, but I just imagine you have to have like, all of that is in the fine print. So how does a trust, because the other side of what I see on the internet in these TikTok streets is how you can use a trust to protect your assets. So how does this trust protect those assets that you put into the bag? So I always, when I talk about trust, I'm always thinking about the trifecta of asset protection, right? Trifecta is a holding company, right? So you have the holding company that's maybe holding your real estate, holding your trademarks, holding your copyrights. Like anytime I look up Beyonce or any of the celebrities, they don't have their name on there, but I know their trademark and that's how you see that they have holding companies. Then you have an operating company, which is usually a consulting or management company. They're making all the decisions, running all the coins, securing all the bags. Then you have the trust fund. Oftentimes the trust fund, remember we were talking about assignment. So the trust fund, you can put a holding company into a trust and you can put a limited liability into a trust. You can put real estate into a trust. You can put mutual funds into a trust. You can put 
anything you want into a trust. Some people put their property because they're like, I'm going to own nothing, control everything. So they do all that. I'm like, even your drawers, but hey, you do what you do, right? So you put all of that into a trust. Remember, a trust is an agreement. So it's a legal private agreement between yourself and yourself in the beginning saying that, you know what, I'm making this covenant. And at a certain time, I'm going to allow some put the money aside for myself, my children, my husband, my family. Um, I'm a trust fund baby in that I went to the Milton Hershey School and Milton Hershey and his wife set up a trust fund, a big, huge trust fund. And now two of my nephews, after my sister recently passed, they're still at the Milton Hershey School as beneficiaries of a trust fund um, so that they can get some education so they can stay off the street and so that they can also go to college because my sister didn't have the insurance to cover herself. So she darn sure didn't put any money aside for their future self. So with regards to that trust, that's how always remember a trust is an agreement. So that's why we need the holding company because a limited liability company done right, it is a bulletproof, especially that's why we set up holding companies to hold the assets. And the operating company, because if anybody's going to mess something up, it's going to be at a decision, a discretionary decision. So that's why we separate assets from operating, operating decision making. And then the trust allows you to from it's not at death. See, wills, people don't like talking about wills because they're like, I don't want to die. I don't want to think about it. But a trust, as soon as you sign on the dotted line, like I have a hundred page stack that I have to give to one of my clients to, um, this week. Um, because he's thinking along the lines of, hey, if something happens, my fiance is not going to run his business. So he put people in place to be able to run the business. Something happens. I just have a newborn son. I want to make sure that my limited liability company is still going to be a business. So the trust is going to manage the business and the trademarks and also set up the collateral and assignments to make sure his fiance is taken care of and also the child is taken care of because he's also, you know, an agent that carries a gun and he doesn't know what anything can happen, right? And women, if we have, um, if our husbands are, you know, making the money, then we need to be able to set something up in a trust and be part of those agreements because I'm doing an estate on the probate side, someone passed away, but he had a business and a partner and now all of a sudden the partner doesn't know that they were partners, you feel me? So yeah. now we're like, so where's the money? Where's the cars? You know, the partner got rid of everything when this person died. And the fiance, she had to leave because he didn't have insurance. And an insurance can have a trust. You know, it can hold the trust. And if he would have just handled it with regards to thinking long lasting currency for the family, he would have just set that up proactively just in case. Because we don't know the day or the hour, but we know that one day between the, the, the beginning date and our death date, we do have family. I have two boys, you know, and now I inherited seven nieces and nephews from my sister when she passed. So I have, I'm thinking about them too, because mama didn't have it and my sister didn't have it, but someone's got to break that generational curse. So that's where we set up that big bag of cash with directions. Cause if a will, a will, if I give it to them in a will, boom, as soon as they get it, it's gone. But if I put it in a trust and say, hey, you go to college and at least get a C average, then I'll give you your first car and I'll, I'll give you enough money so that you can, you know, start your, your, with your apartment or your housing. That's what a trust can do. Right now, one of my girlfriends, her nephew just inherited a million dollars after her brother died suddenly with no 
direction. Mm. Three houses are going up for share sale. Because, but I'm like, dude, you just inherited a million dollars. But if you're not teaching your family financial literacy so that they can be financially fluent, so that they can know what to do, then you and your family are going to be part of the status quo that says by the second generation, no matter what you did or your husband did, if they don't learn, if you don't bring them into the conversation by the second generation, they're going to bankrupt your stuff. It's over with. Wow. Again, y'all, I hope you have your notebook out because that was so much free game. And y'all, I don't know if you know this or not, but attorneys, lawyers, they're not cheap. They're not even like reasonably priced. Okay. They are unreasonably priced. So please make sure y'all are getting this free game because what I don't want you to do. Having a versatile, high quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Is go on these good internet streets and think that you're about to set your trust up. Well, actually, I want to ask you. I'm pretty sure that you don't advise people to do this on their own. It, just from the, the sound of it, it sounds like it's very detailed and involved and you have to know what needs to go where and how it needs to be properly set up. Do you only advise that people do this with, a, with an attorney or with a lawyer? No, I, I don't because if you get the proper education, and you know, like some people are nervous about even doing their own deed or will or or power of attorney. Go, ah, uh -uh, I don't want to do nothing. But if you really are that person who is like, you know, I took a couple of your classes. I heard what you said. Give me a template. Walk me through the blueprint and I can do it. Because there's, is, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that if you aren't squeamish to law and you understand okay, she said I got to assign this over. I just know that I spent over 18 years doing uh, enforcement and uh, uh, as a senior fraud investigator. And one of the things we're always looking at is trust. We're looking at how trustees F up trust and spend other people's money. We're looking at lawsuits with regards to trust, because if you have a beneficiary and you run a play with regards to the own nothing, control everything, irre irrevocable trust, then the IRS is going to be on your assets because as soon as you start making 13.5, you know, they're going to be looking for a huge tax bill, you know? And then if you're trying to run the play with regards to, well, I'm going to just transfer my property over to a trust and you got a mortgage, 
then your mortgage company is going to try to uh, foreclose on you because there's an acceleration clause in your notes payable in your mortgage that says that if you transfer this over, especially to an irrevocable trust, then it's going to be an accelerated clause and they want all their money. So if you bought that big house and you're thinking to run that play, then it can be problematic. But if you understand and appreciate, if you want to do what the wealthy people do, they delegate and they outsource. So, you know, I saw this one person on TikTok and he was like, look, if you don't have at least like $500,000 in assets and make at least a million, don't come because he's already going to charge you a lot of money and he's already probably going to help you retitle. So, for instance, if you got, if you're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey is just as bad. Even Florida, I just recently found out. You got $500,000 house. Pennsylvania is going to look for 4% of that $500,000 because that's just off the bat with regards to transfer. And you're looking like, why would they do that? Well, there's a transfer fee. And really, if you set it up in the trust, uh, then your children and your children's children, it's literally like grandma's house will never go in foreclosure if you do it right. And if you put it into a family trust and then you also leverage uh, life insurance policies with regards to the beneficiaries. And then you turn around and say, oh, this could be rental property. And that rental property can now fund your cousins, your cousin Vinny, your sister Kim and all of that stuff. Right. And the opposite. Now, some I call them cousins because I'm African-American. You know, they have their own version of the trust. And I have this one client. I'm like, I don't know how to untangle this without a lawsuit. Because they have mom, grandmom, great-grandmom passed away. She has six children. She didn't have a will. So all six of the kids would have technically been able to share and share alike. But it's been years. And now some of the children passed away without wills. One of the kids had 16 children. Yes. So without a... Uh, succession plan, even a family succession plan. I do it on the, on the corporate side. But one thing we learned from COVID is you have to have a family continuity plan. So whether it's a continuity plan, like what, what are we going to do? How are we going to live? How are we going to meet up? A succession plan, if you are the breadwinner or if you are like Kobe Bryant's wife, like I was, everyone was looking at, I was like, I want to know what she going to get. And under his trust, all she is is a beneficiary. She doesn't dictate. And there were a lot of conversations because I'm part of Wealth Council and they were talking about how women don't know numbers. So we know how to look pretty. We know how to make money. We know how to spend money. But when it comes to the nuances with regards to, okay, is this a, is this a holding company? Is this a limited liability company? Who's the agent? You know, who's the one with the name, image, and, 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 and licensing deal, the likeness deal? Who's going to do that? Who's, how do you get the money? What's the sub account? If you are part, if you have like a, a book deal, like Penguin um, Random House, you know, they have sub accounts, but they have royalties. And then if they gave you an advance, there's some tracker and you're like, but I wrote a book. Well, somebody, or my husband wrote a book or my spouse wrote a book or my girlfriend wrote a book. That's a problem without a succession plan in place. And if you are not like ours, like I have two boys, you have two boys, and I have a husband. So we're a traditional family. I have a lot of clients who are non-traditional family. They let me know, hey, I got a wife. Good, I got a husband. What's good? <laughs> you taking care of your family? I'm taking care of my family. What, what can we do? You know what I mean? When you have a non-traditional family and you choose not to get married, you really got to entrust your estate with the trust because your family be gunning for you. Even if they don't accept you, 
I've had a couple of clients where they would just toss out the loved one almost as soon as the funeral. So that's how you, if you love your family members enough, then you entrust them with the trust. Oh, that's deep. Okay, that's that's deep right there. Especially when you talk about not knowing, you know, you could think you're just about to go run this play because that's all we're doing these days is running the play. But the play didn't come with all of the instructions. The play came with a little piece of it. And then you get a letter in the mail or you get a notice and it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. The play didn't, I didn't see that part of the play. Like nobody told me that this is what was going to come along with it. So I love that we are having this conversation and it's deep. I'm going to have to run this back. Like I'm going to have to watch this back with my husband because we've definitely had the conversations around setting up a trust. Um, but we don't even really know the full, like the full details of it, um, good or bad, how it works, how it protects you um, and all the little pieces that we need to think about. So we're like scratching the surface with, you know, making sure our sons have insurance. And I felt like you can't tell me nothing. My boy's got like, I'm good. But baby, I am not good. There are so many other conversations that need to be had that are so important Um because hopefully the things that you're doing, the work that you're putting in, the energy that you're spending, the business that you're building, it does outlive you. Like, that's the point of what we're doing all of this for. And we love screaming about generational wealth. But what are we really doing to protect the generations, to set our generations up for success and not setting them up for failure? Meaning we're leaving behind all of this stuff or all of this money, but we have no direction no education, no communication around what um, what should be done with it, how to maintain it, how to grow it. Um, so I love that we're having this conversation. Um, so I do want to get into trademarks because that's another hot topic. Um, of course, we know like baseline information, trademark is going to protect your business. But what is maybe some other piece of information that we don't often hear about or talk about that's important that we should know about in, in terms of trademarking your business? Yes. So I can, um, with regards to it, you know, it's a name, it's a tagline, it, uh, but it's also collateral. Like, I don't know if you ever watched like Marcus Lemonis on The Prophet. Mm -hmm. And if he hears a trademark name that he likes, you know, he has that side conversation like, ooh. And one time I saw uh, one of his episodes on The Prophet and literally he liked their trademark name. He, it was just something that was amazing. He uh, partnered with them, this company. It was a, um, it was actually a, a ice cream company out in the King of Prussia area. And he partnered with them. He gave them a lot of money. And as part of the collateral, he took 75% of their trademark. And when they didn't boss up, like I like to say, like become business owners, success strategists, you know, who was uh, pro properly managing their company, he pretty much reminded them that he owned 75% of their trademark. So he shut them down. He took the trademark, the name that was already well known and world renowned. He pretty much renegotiated the rent. He brought in his own people, redesigned the whole like parlors and everything else like that. And instead of giving them like whatever they originally agreed to, he kept 75 cents of every dollar made and they got 25 cents. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whoa, not only that, but when you own a name, with regards to girls stop playing and if it becomes like i don't know we'll just say a netflix well a netflix a hulu right because i could see hulu, you know what I mean? and and then if hulu try to play you be like uh-uh stop playing because you cease and desist 
because of the fact that you own the trademark. So when you own something, you can hire and fire, and you also can leverage and license with regards to it. Now, Netflix, they're going to take all your coins because I've seen a couple of those uh, agreements, okay? And they they like, stop playing. Thank you for creating it. This is ours. Hulu will be like, okay, we're going to play right. We're going to license it. And and then also, you know, Prime will do it too. Amazon's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to play nice. But it's the owner. A lot of us don't understand the power of ownership manifests much. And as African-American women, I know that we have to overcome this feeling that we're not worthy of being owner because somewhere in our spirit, we got addicted to sweat equity because of how they treated us in America. But you have to get past that because we're supposed to be queens and kings. So we can't be a king and queen by the most high and we're being played as pawns because we don't know what we don't know. Because I've seen it, like with regards to um, a couple of these shows, and I'm like, dang, Viacom don't play. They like your show. You don't own your show. You don't own the trademark. They will slip into it, and they will own it, and they will leverage it, as opposed to when you're the owner, you get a chance to license. You get a chance to leverage. You get a chance to shut down. And you can even be like, oh, if you want this, then you're going to make me a producer, because everybody knows. You don't want to be the creator and you don't always want to be the actor or the creator. You want some production because at the end with script writing, when someone's going to walk it into the studio for studio ready, you want to be some part of a producer so you can get some coins on the back end. But that's because you own something. I had this one client she's a celebrity singer with a, a, a group, I'm just going to say a group, and one of the group members took the trademark. I said, well, she took the trademark. Then you take this other trademark because y'all know for this too. But she was playing nice. So guess who got played? And I was just like, for real? I was like, if you don't have anything, you don't come with money at the table. If you don't come with something that they want for collateral, then guess what? You're not even, you just going to have to eat from the menu. You don't want that. Not in this day and age. And, and that's the legal stuff. As this one client said, the legal blah, blah, blah. I said, uh-huh. But let me just tell you, if you don't turn that blah, blah, blah into la, 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 somebody going, we're going to keep it clean. Somebody going to jack you up. And then they're going to rob and duplicate or they're going to take because that's what happened to this fashion woman. Someone, she said, and she told the class, Tony is right. My frenemy saw everything I did. The only thing the frenemy did that she didn't do but they filed a trademark and they sat on it for three years. You don't want someone to do a 50 cent on you. Remember what he did with that girl? They go and play, you know, and I'm still looking at um, what Candy and them going to do because, you know, there was a back and forth with regards to who owns the trademark and what we going to do about this. Owners, when you have the power of ownership, that ownership manifests much. You don't get played with regards to owners. Girl, stop playing. You got to become an owner. You And so just personally, when these conversations are coming up for me in terms of like being a part of a network and all of these conversations that I'm having, that has been like my big thing is I don't want anybody to own me. One of the craziest things that I realized just in, you know, starting to have these conversations is how radio specifically, and I don't know if it's only if you're on a syndicated show or whatever, but these stations and whoever is behind these stations will literally own your name. So you can't be you. I, I think that's similar to what Prince went through, why he became, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince and the symbol and all of these things. It's because these companies will literally take your name. And I just think that's crazy. But again, if you are just on the outside looking in, thinking that 
you know, issue sweet and everybody's just going to do you right. No, they're not. They are absolutely not. And if you are not coming to the table, knowing what you have, knowing that you're worthy, having a Tony on your team to make sure your stuff is tight, then you're going to get the short end of the stick as we historically have gotten. Um, and so I know the value. Hopefully you all now know the value of having, you know, a a wise legal counsel on your team. And even if you can't afford to hire someone like Tony, Tony, I know you have some courses um, that you have available on your website as well. So I would love and we'll make sure that we drop the link in the show notes below. But I would love for you to let them know what um, type of resources that you have aside from from obviously the legal services that you provide, what other resources do you have that they can take advantage of? Definitely, I would say that Startup Legal Bundle is one of my faves because I was trying to think of what people would need when they get first started. Of course, you need the, the contract agreement. Of course, you need a service agreement. But you know, if you're working with influencers, you might need an influencer agreement. Uh, with regards to it. If you are also starting with regards to the business and you're like, well, I don't know this thing called trademarks. Well, guess what? In that bundle, there's that trademark class that's also in there. Well, I don't know the difference between the trademark and the copyright. Guess what? That copyright class is also in there. And then you understand and appreciate why you have to do what you do because owners, and I keep every time I say owners, that's the African-American woman. I always think back to back in the day. Um, and even in the, uh, in the, in the, music industry they call it masters so owners are masters when you master and you are a master of something then they you license they have to license they have to come to you so i really want my my african-american and women especially women um to be owners in their own business understanding oh this is the adoption agreement this is what i need to do with the adoption agreement tony was talking about succession planning what does that look like that's part of that startup legal bundle as well and even with regards to oh well they can't pay me well they can't pay you but you're the smartest person in the boardroom then i want you to negotiate an equity agreement with regards to um well you can't pay me but give me some equity whether it's equity in the future or equity in your limited liability company with regards to it you know those are all the conversations that i've had with my clients even a partnership agreement even if you're in partnership with your husband you know what i mean because if your husband has any children outside of your marriage then you always got to think about okay what's gonna how we're going to take care of it so that you don't have to become partners especially if they're minors with his ex-girlfriend or his ex-wife you know that's the worst worst thing in the world or with regards to even with your partners if something happens if they get sick or they go to jail or they file for bankruptcy you really don't want to be in partnership with their creditors so that's where that startup legal bundle comes into play to make sure all right this is the play asset protection 101 we want to stop playing games we want to secure that bag our our business our assets and our generational wealth and these are like the legal contracts that you can do and also you know i know some people i just need the contracts so i want you to also you know appreciate what the what the the classes are and the classes are always under 30 minutes because i know we busy but at, at the same time i want us to be smart i want us to understand we even talk about i walk through a trust so that you can see what a a trust looks like every trust is different one of my friends said she saw three-page trust i said honey that wasn't a trust that was three pieces of paper put together that somebody signed on a dotted line okay you know but you walk through that as well because this is what i know when you at least get the exposure then it's something that sits in the spirit in the seat of your soul now you're knowledgeable 
So now that when you see an issue, you're not going to be always um, going to get played like a pawn. You get a chance to make those decisions like a queen. And I play chess. So queens, we make multi-directional moves. Come on, multi-directional moves. I love it. Y'all, such an important, not just a conversation, such great information. Um, and y'all got homework to do. Like, don't just hear all of this and think, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll come back to it later. Because if, if you know, prayerfully, if the, if the work pays off, if the blood, the sweat, the tears that you are putting into building these businesses actually pays off, you want to make sure that you're protected. You want to make sure you are having these conversations and setting yourself up for success before you have to. OK, um, we are like brilliant when it comes to business. We can make the money. We can do the business. But are we setting ourselves up and our families up for success? once we're gone, um, you know, for generations to come. So make sure y'all run this interview back, like the episode, share it with a friend, talk to your man about setting up your trust and making sure you got your ish together um, and hit up Tony if you need help with any of it. I'm scrolling her Instagram right down below, Tony Moore Esquire. Make sure you are staying connected on Instagram and you can log on to LegallyChic360.com and I will make sure that we link that startup bundle down below. Thank y'all for tuning in to another bomb episode of Girl Stop Playing. I'll see you on the next show. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.